Well, hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Faux Real. Of the 14,605,000 possible futures that Dr. Strange saw, this is the only reality where you will find this podcast. In this very jolly episode, I am joined by Brett White, who is the senior reporter and producer for Decider.com, to talk all about Christmas movies. Oh boy, is it gonna be a sleigh ride of fun. So without further ado, on Dasher, on Dancer, on Prancer, on Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, let's go with an all new episode of Faux Real with my awesome guest, Brett White. I'm in the middle of doing three lists at once, which is why the end of the year is always awful because it's mm-hmm. like list palooza comes. Uh, so it's right. But I saw so I'm doing like 2020 the best drag moments, best moments in drag because there's Drag Race was on for a straight 36 weeks across four different shows. And then on top uh-huh. of that, there were like a dozen other drag shows. So doing that list and then my own personal top 10 list of the year of just like things. Um, and then the greatest Christmas movies of all time, of all time, Ooh, which wow. my boss just dropped on me of like, Hey, can you do this? Not understanding that for <laughs> someone like me, that is very, very big ask. So yeah. it was, as I was mostly today, I mean, I was working until about five forty-five, until about 20 Ooh. minutes ago, just writing all these, uh, 12 blurbs. Cause I couldn't do 10. Right. That's a gargantuan undertaking, truly. Yeah. Uh, so I know, I, has it come out already? Did you you release the list already? No, it goes up tomorrow morning okay. at 9.30. Okay, because I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I do want to, <laughs> obviously, I want to talk all about your favorite Christmas movies of all time. I definitely yeah. have a, a, a genuine list. I got my, my top 10 is, well, at least my top five is ready to go, I think. Oh, no, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll reveal all of it um so i think it's also it's it is the best um because i also get hung up on like the difference between best and favorite because they are very they're different right um and so i was very like in my head about like if this is a best list then i need to make sure that it has certain things on it at certain rankings because it is representing the site if it is my personal list that is a different story um so it, it was a lot of uh that's why I had to go to 12 so that I could kind of like compromise and like bring those two together. Right. Uh, so yeah, yeah it's, that's, it's, yeah, that's the, that's the real trade-off, you know, yeah. um, because obviously we all have the movies that were very much attached to you and specifically Christmas movies. We all have the ones that we watch every single year and we have to, you know, yeah. even if they're terrible. And like I've, I've had, I've watched some really awful uh, Christmas movies. Mostly. <laughs> that's Hallmark. <laughs> yeah, um, that's my life. That's that's my life right now. <laughs> right, and they they released like twenty different movies on Hallmark this well, year or something. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's forty total. It's like twenty one on one network, nineteen on another, because they're the two oh. Hallmark networks, and then oh, Lifetime wow. alone has thirty. I think Lifetime is 30. Netflix has like 10. <sighs> it's, it's, it is a whole lot. But there, wow. are, there are always some um, standout fun ones every year uh, on, on those. But it, it is rare. I don't, you know, none of those make it into like the top of all time. <laughs> sure, sure. Definitely not. Yeah. All right, so... So let's let's get right to it. Like, which one is the is the? You don't have to give me number one, but but which one is like in the top five of greatest of all time? I mean, so I think my personal number one is probably uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Nice, and, and I and I think that I like that one a lot more. This is it's a thing when I was running this list, like. Christmas Vacation, Elf, Home Alone, and Christmas Story are like four of my absolute favorite Christmas movies of all time. 
but all of them have through the years become so popular and so <laughs> commercialized, which is a very Christmassy term to use. Like they've all become these marketing merchandising machines that people can kind of easily lose sight of the heart of those movies. Mm-hmm. Like Christmas Vacation is not just you know, a squirrel on the loose or drinking out of a moose uh, mug or, you know, uh, emptying a chemical toilet into the, you know, it, or or the house with lights causing a nuclear reaction. Like to me, that movie is the scene where uh, Clark goes up to the attic and everyone leaves and he's trapped in the attic. And so he just puts on like that mink coat and like the yeah stuff and then just like hooks up the old, you know, eight millimeter projector and just watches old family movies while crying and smiling. And it's like, that is the movie to me. Like that is what makes right. that movie um, a classic. And, and, you know, Eddie and, you know, Snot the dog and um, Aunt <laughs> no. Bethany and all those are like, they're really great, great characters and great jokes, but like that movie doesn't work or that movie isn't special without that one scene because that one scene justifies why he cares so much and why we as viewers care so much about Christmas and trying to make it, you know, perfect. <laughs> so absolutely. So that, That's the real heart of it. Yeah. Which is what you want to, which is what a good Christmas movie is. Yeah. That's why, and I'm going to say something very, uh, a real hot take here, but that's why I actually enjoy Home Alone 2 better than the first one. Oh my God. Because of that moment <laughs> that he has with the bird lady, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it's so heartwarming. And, you know, the the first one, it's it's hilarious. It, it's I mean, obviously it's a classic for so many reasons. And it is a great, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot more things I find in the first one that's completely unbelievable that aren't <laughs> so unbelievable in the second one, right? Um, because because in the second one, as the, the you know, uh, the, the title suggests, he's lost within the city, which yeah. could happen to anyone. It's yeah. happened to me. Yeah. So, <laughs> As an adult, you know. Yes. Uh, so, uh, and then those moments that he has with the bird lady are so sweet and so profound and so, you know, uh, full of harmony and joy. And when he um, uh, comes in and there's the, the uh, I, I think it's the choir singing at the end. I'm a little bit jumbled. It's yeah. been a long time since I saw it. But uh, that's that's all... It's just, you know, uh, melty, melty heart feelings. And that's what I want in a, in a good Christmas movie. Yeah, I get that from, I, I do get that from the, you know, the old man, old salt man, <laughs> old. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, he comes in with the shovel. Yeah, yeah I get that right. from, I get yeah, that yeah. from him because when he meets him at, in the first one, when he meets him at the church and he finds oh yeah, that's my granddaughter up there. And he's like, well, why are you here? Why don't you talk yeah, to her? That's and right. like, because we're, right. like, and it has that moment. And then like at the end, when you just see them, Kevin looks out his window and he sees the the dad hugging his son and it's just like oh like that gets yeah. me and I remember I oh, do remember right. Home Alone was probably the first movie I ever cried at uh because I do remember it was six when that movie came out um and the end when uh the mom comes home and he hugs her I remember like crying in the theater over that I was like so yeah. <laughs> emotional about it and so I've like uh imprinted on Home Alone, but I also think that like the older I've gotten, the more I love the first hour of Home Alone, the first like half of it, because you know as a kid you love the slapstick and you you know just want to see them trip on micro machines, micro machines. Absolutely, yeah. Like as an adult, I love like him going to like buy groceries for himself and then like you know I'll give him a whirl and then like what like so who are you with your mom your dad i'm not telling you why because you're a stranger like right or like jimmy stop that boy shoplifter like there's some really funny good moments in that first bunch that as an adult you're like oh they really do a good job of like setting up all of this character beats and things they're going to call back later it's a really tight script that i think a lot of people overlook because when it came out in 1990 it was like kids being a little jerk and he's getting some burglars and you know (laughs) 
And, uh, and again, it became a phenomenon when things become super, super popular, it becomes very easy to dismiss them because like, if it's popular, then surely it must be bad, but it's like the Beatles were very popular. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Home Alone, the Beatles of Christmas movies is what I'm uh, getting at. (laughs) Well, you've sold me completely, Brett. You're absolutely, it's been, you know, (laughs) it does beats and I forgot and you're, and you're right. I'm right there with you. I have Home Alone at number eight on my list, um, which I think if, if it was a my favorites list, it would be higher. But yeah, I had to put it um, lower because also people. This is my biggest personal pet peeve is people get into the is it a Christmas movie or set at Christmas? And I have a very clear delineation of like these are Christmas movies. Yeah, they are not. Hear. They are not movies that are set at Christmas. Right. Like, and. I wrote my big piece like two or three years ago, which is my final thing I said on the topic of like, Die Hard is a movie that's set at Christmas. I believe Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It is a movie that is set at Christmas. Um, It opened in the summer. Christmas was not part of the marketing. Uh, If you remove Christmas from the movie, it's still Die Hard. (laughs) It's still... 80% the same movie you could substitute. And we see that by the sequels taking place. (laughs) Like from the third one on, they don't take place at Christmas anymore. I don't believe. I know the third one doesn't, which I love the third one. Um, But when Home Alone removes Christmas for its third movie, no one like, yeah, it doesn't work. And Christmas heightens Home Alone because Home Alone is going through all of the Christmas traditions, but it has removed the family. And so it is showing how important to kids family should be for them. Uh, And by that contrast, it it works with a lot of like, you know, him chopping on the tree by himself him watching specials by himself. It it resonates more because we know he should be doing that with family. And that's, it makes Home Alone work. You can't remove Christmas from Home Alone. You can't from Die Hard. Same thing goes for Batman Returns, Iron Man 3, uh, every single Shane Black movie, he just uses yep. Christmas for no reason, just as a like weird quirk. Yeah, Ugh. I mean, it, well, that that drives me crazy. <laughs> it's a big part of Ghostbusters too, as well, and that nobody considers that a Christmas movie. So apparently, also uh, Jurassic World is also set at Christmas. Oh God, listen, Brett, I agree with you on everything you just said. <laughs> I, I really do. I'm right. I'm right there with you because. There, there, there is that delineation. There's, and and I, I think you explained it very. Uh, I think you explained it very well. <laughs> it uh, was a very uh, passionate piece that I wrote a couple of years ago. That of course got. Yeah. And what I don't understand is when people don't understand that like that doesn't mean it's a bad movie, and it also doesn't mean that you can't watch it at Christmas. And it also like you can even call it your favorite Christmas movie. But from my point of view, if you are writing a list what gets me is when like major publications will like write lists of like these are the greatest christmas movies of all time yeah. and they'll have die hard at number one or yeah. number two and stuff it's like or we spend so much time devoted to talking about die hard that we don't talk about the actual good christmas movies right sometimes because gremlins is one of those too the entire movie takes place at christmas but it is not a christmas movie sorry guys sorry i just lost (laughs) half my listeners gremlins is not a christmas movie it takes place at christmas but it's not a christmas movie it's just not it's it just it drives me in a different environment it would still work just like what you said yeah and and so we're also doing a list this year that's uh, most underrated Christmas movies, which I told my editors like this is going to have to be an all swim for all for the entire staff because that is where you can get into like we're having Die Hard, Gremlins, Thin Man, uh, you know, um, Family Man, like you you get stretched out. Holiday. I think I have that one covered, Brett. Uh, it's going to be an exclusive just for you. I'll give you the the number one most underrated Christmas movie that is absolutely a Christmas movie, not one that that is a possible delineation. <laughs> Ernest Saves Christmas. I uh, okay, okay yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's heartwarming. He's got his dog Rimshot in it. Uh, so there are animals and there's ridiculousness. Of course, he saves Christmas. Uh, he helps out Santa. Everything works out. There's some weirdness with. Have you seen it? Yeah, I. I mean, I grew up on the Ernest movies because he's from Tennessee, as am yeah. I. Um, 
I'm trying to see Ernest Saves Christmas. So I want to see who has the rights because I don't know why none of the Ernest movies are streaming anywhere. Um, because uh, music, Mark Snow, who did the X-Files theme, did the music for Ernest Saves Christmas. That's crazy. Yep. Uh, distributed by Buena Vista. So it's Disney. Yep. So and it's a touchstone Buena Vista. So it should be on Disney Plus. Disney Plus get on this. That's that's weird. Agreed. Um, because I remember I saw Ernest, um, Ernest Scared Stupid in the theater, and that uh, was the scariest movie I had ever seen at that time. That movie traumatized me. I watched it with my girlfriend over Halloween, and and it did disturb her. <laughs> I mean, it is really, as an adult, it's like, this is just disgusting. It's just nasty. I haven't watched Ernest Saves Christmas probably in 10 years, because I did revisit it. Yeah, but it was like 10 years ago, because... Again, years keep going by and I'm like, oh, wow, I think it's been 10 years since I've seen that. <laughs> but I love the Ernest movies as a kid. Ernest goes to jail. Ernest goes to camp. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, was my he's, jam. He's incredible. You know, he's a classically trained actor. He was, uh, he did a lot of Shakespeare. He did a lot of uh, very serious roles before taking on that mantle that, you know, uh, won him his fame, but yeah, uh, he was uh, he was a he was a serious dude before before then, you know before, uh, before coming up with a crazy character by doing local Tennessee milk commercials, I think, or something like. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because I remember then, he was our local milk course, person. Yeah, which which turned into the you know know what I mean, Vern. It's uh, so weird, <laughs> crazy, right? Um, and I'll give you the close second, which is. A Muppet Family Christmas. Oh, that's used with uh with Muppet Christmas, Muppet Carol. Christmas Carol, which everybody knows a Muppet Christmas Carol, right? Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's my number four. It's top five. It's my yes. highest ranking uh Christmas Carol of there are three in the top twelve. Yes, that's what I like to hear. Um but no Muppet Family Christmas is I think honestly, oh god, see this is the other thing, is like when I on Twitter, I was like, can people just tell me what you believe are the canon of Christmas movies? Because when I was writing this list, I was like, I just need to like read the room. Yeah. And people replied with like, Charlie Brown and the animated Grinch. And I'm like, those are specials. They're not movies. I don't, you know, okay. Right? I'm not gonna, I'm not like the jerk on Twitter who replied to be like, excuse me, those are, yeah. I just don't. But in my head, I'm like, there's such uh -huh. a clear delay. So like, if you're getting into Christmas specials is where I honestly do not know it comes down to Charlie Brown and Muppet Family Christmas of like, which is my favorite. Cause Muppet Family Christmas is so good. And the fact that like the rights, the Byzantine red tape, uh, you know, Bermuda triangle of character rights that have now have. Right. Because yep. uh, they're all three owned by Disney owns the Muppets. Jim Henson company owns the Fraggles and someone else in HBO owns Sesame street or something like they're all, which is why right. there is original Muppet content on literally right. every streaming service because they're like three different companies now. And it, oh, I, <laughs> it sucks. I have that same reaction, Brett. I really do. Because it needs to be it's terrible. And even the version that I have on DVD from when I bought it, you know, when it was released on DVD 15 years ago, um, that doesn't even have the full thing because the original version that aired has songs that they could not clear the rights to for the DVD release. So like there's a whole song and dance number between Fozzie and the snowman that is cut from the DVD version. So I have like the UK uh, version or something oh, wow. that has like some of the uh, cut stuff, like the Muppet babies thing. There's the Muppet babies call out yeah, when and that was cut. And it's a whole number that I remember because it, oh, yeah. it would air it would air on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. Like in the yeah. early 90s, they got the rights to it. And so I watched it every year on there. And I remember seeing Muppet Babies. And then when I bought the DVD, I was like, where'd the Muppet Babies go? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I've for the last several years, I've been watching the same version on YouTube. It's the full thing. And it includes both of those songs. If you want, the, I'll send it to you. As yeah. long as my bookmark is still functional. God, I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have like a download of it because uh, a couple of years ago, when I was, I was very involved with the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York. And the, for like all the performers and stuff, they had like a midnight showing at the East Village Theater where after it was over, everyone came and they played Muppet Family Christmas on the projector 
for everyone to like watch and watching that in a theater full of comedy nerds that grew up on the Muppets was, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a weirdly religious experience because everyone was just like howling with laughter and quoting things. It was just so, so good. And it's so great. And so many people don't know about it because it is um, languishing in obscurity. Uh, the DVDs are very out of print and very expensive now. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have held on to mine and sold it 10 years later for more money instead of... <laughs> The pennies I traded it in four years ago because I thought it would be easy to find again. But I, I have the, well, I ripped it. I have I have multiple <laughs> multiple digital copies from various countries. Good. It's my fave. I love that so much. Yeah, I really do too. That's one, it's, uh, it's one that I watch every single year that Ernest Saves Christmas. And, um, uh, and then of course, Elf. Yeah. I I was working at a movie theater when Elf came out. Uh, yeah, because I worked 03 to 04. And uh, so I saw it so many times nice. at the theater. I would just go. And it's another one like, it's popularity. It's like increasing popularity every year is kind of mystifying. I mean, it isn't mystifying because it is really, it's family. It's fun for the family. Kids love it. Like, it, it's no surprise. But it's also a deeply weird, funny comedy. Yeah. There are so many great non sequiturs in that movie that, <laughs> I don't know, Connie, I've never declawed kittens before. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're just yeah. really funny non sequiturs that are clearly like John Favreau being like, well, Amy Sedaris, say whatever you want to, and then we'll like get to the script. Right. Uh, and Will Ferrell improvising so much of that. Like, there's such a freewheeling gleeful chaotic spirit to that movie that i think is kind of counter to it being perceived as a sanitized family friendly buddy the elf kind of thing um which i mean i'm glad because that that means that a lot of kids are growing up watching a movie that is deeply strange in parts (laughs) and i like that that's what the season's about that's why it's one of my favorites. I am deeply yeah. strange and weird myself. So I, <laughs> I, I really, I, I'm akin to the Will Ferrell essence, you know? Oh yeah. And it's also, it's just deeply loves Christmas so much down to the details. Like all the elves are wearing the Rankin Bass Rudolph elf costumes. Right. And not even changed. Like they must've gotten the rights or like there was no copyright to them because they're literally wearing the exact costumes that those claymation characters wear. And it's just stuff like that I find like so cool and gives it a really timeless feel that it doesn't feel like 2003 so much as it feels like it just exists. Mm -hmm. Which I think is what a great Christmas movie should do is like, it should just feel like it exists. Like it's not tied to a specific time. Like it's a timeless piece of entertainment that you're fine with watching every year until you die. <laughs> uh, also, I I think Zoe Deschanel's best work. <laughs> I mean, I love I am girl, but I yeah. love New Girl, I love Elf, I love She and Him. I the only thing I don't like about Zoe Deschanel is her current relationship with a property brother. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, yeah, she's with one of the I think she's with the cooler property brother. I hope she's with the uh-huh. cooler one. I don't know. I find the Property Brothers to be an interesting aspect of. I just worked television. with these guys. <laughs> no, no kidding. Um, I was a I was a PA on their show, Celebrity IOU, which is you know one of. Oh, their- that's that's coming out soon because I keep seeing ads for it on Instagram. Yeah, um, I can't. I guess I can't say who the <laughs> who the who the celebrity on it was because you know they'll they'll find me and. NDA time somewhere, but um, yeah, it was fun. You know, it was <laughs> it, it was a long day. You know, I I will tell you, Brett, I I was actually hired for a few days. I only got through one because I'm so out of shape from the pandemic. I haven't fucking done anything. Oh God, yeah. That, that I was just like I was a full on like they involved us in all of the things. So we were we were helping like you know strip the floors and like put down like uh, it was too much it's too much to ask people to do (laughs) like i mean there were obviously we weren't doing any of it by ourselves but i haven't i mean do 
obviously you can see i don't work out like I don't, <laughs> especially I don't, right now 2020 is exactly 2020 is a lost cause it it destroyed me man it destroyed me and i i uh i don't remember what i told them but i'm like yeah i can't i'm i'm done thanks for having me i yeah, i have you and i here's an iou for celebrity iou it was exactly <laughs> but i like i I love her voice. I love, it might be even like Zoe Deschanel should just fully embrace the Christmasiness of her. And I, she should do Christmas specials every year. Like I want, if she did nothing, but just did a new Christmas special and album every year, uh, that'd be perfect for her. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't. Um, but New Girl has some of the best uh, Christmas sitcom episodes of, of all time. Like they really knew who they had as the star of that show and they just leaned into it. And yeah. I- I love that. Did she it's, put out a, an album, a new a new Christmas thing this year? They've have they they've done two Christmas albums, haven't they? This year? I, no, but I think like in general. <laughs> I was like, wow. Uh, you know, because I, I don't know if they've released anything uh, in a while. But they yes, they have done two Christmas albums, 2011 and 2016. Okay. But that's always my dream. I was like, I want to start a band just so I can get successful and then do a christmas album because that's yeah <laughs> that is uh that is that is definitely my jam for sure it's christmas music which i need to listen to to more of this year yeah i haven't uh i haven't gotten into it yet but but very soon uh my birthday is actually on thursday so uh my my girlfriend is coming up to see me and that's probably we'll, we'll be listening to christmas music Get festive that she's here and and uh, watching all the cheesy holiday movies this episode is sponsored by better help this year has been exceptionally difficult for most of us i admit i've been going through some things that have pulled my psyche into what seems to be a bottomless well a number of times over these months especially at this very moment as building maintenance is renovating the apartment next door, interrupting me every second I attempt to record this spot. If you are feeling depressed, overwhelmed, or anxious like I am, BetterHelp has licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help. BetterHelp is not a crisis line or self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online with a global network of counselors who are always ready to listen. Connect privately with your counselor by text, phone, or video calls so you never have to worry about leaving the comfort of your pajamas with the Garfield footies. BetterHelp is committed to therapeutic matches for all clients, so they make it easy to change counselors at any time. Everything you share is confidential. Just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and you will be matched with the counselor in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is an affordable option and faux real listeners get 10% off their first month by using the discount code FAUXREAL. Just go to betterhelp.com forward slash faux real. That's B E T T E R H E L P.com forward slash F A U X R E A L to speak with a therapist today and get the help you need from Better Help. Oh, we got to talk about, oh, Brett, we got to talk about this KFC special with Mario Lopez. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Thankfully, that uh, press release went out while I was neck deep in work, so I have not <laughs> been able to fully investigate. <laughs> um, but I am. Well, I'll um, tell you, it is real. Favor. Yeah, it is, it is actually happening. Uh, it is uh, to to delineate it. It is a special, and it is a mini special, as they are. Uh, that's that's how they're promoting it. Uh, I think it's only fifteen or twenty minutes. Okay. Yeah, so that's no, not, let so them do not, it. We don't have to sit through an entire you 80, know, 86 minutes of oh lord Mario Lopez, Colonel Sanders. Although I would, um, I watched all of Lifetime's Feliz Navidad and it was great. Yeah, so it was one of my uh, uh, favorite um, good bad Christmas movies of this year. <laughs> so that's right. I totally forgot he did that. Yeah. And he hosted uh, the Macy's Parade this year too. So he was, yeah, he, Mario Lopez happening. Well, and Saved by the Bell on Peacock, which is amazing. Which is you like it? It's fantastic. It is great. Like legitimately great. I saw someone tweet that the new Saved by the Bell is a better dissection of um, class in America than Hillbilly Elegy. And yeah, 
It legitimately is. They are using a Save by the Bell reboot to actually s- revival to say something. And it's so yeah. good. And it's also, oh, it's probably the funniest show I've watched this. It's so good. Um, wow. Which I is wild been- because it's a Save by the Bell reboot. But it was yeah. just like revival. I keep, there's a difference. And I know that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, because it's the same universe, same characters. And the they, they reference the old series so much and it's always what they like. It's very meta, yeah. I can't believe this happened. <laughs> it's great. It's the right around of uh, irreverence. Uh, I, I have been enjoying it. Um, I have to say though, the theme song has to go. The The theme song is is not good. Yeah, and, it's... Uh, it, it just doesn't have there's there's nothing to it there's no there's no power to it they they try to infuse it with the same like it's supposed to be like i i guess a a little bit more it's a modern yeah and it doesn't know, interpretation um, but it's just it it's um i do wonder if you do engineered if you don't know the original because my problem with it is that i am listening for it 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 drops lyrics like it cuts off it's, it, it's so it sounds like it's off beat and like the lines are going to the halfway point and then going to the next one and I'm like wait what what's happening here and so and it's because I know the original so I'm wondering if like the kids these days have somehow never heard the original if they're just like cool this is just a banging uh-huh a dirge like a it's banging, banging hip hop dirge at all. Yeah, but I want to for me I'm just like it's, oh. it's bad. No. I should have done what Fuller House did and get Carly Rae Jepsen to cover <laughs> There you go. I cover the theme song. That I love that. Be her new uh, thing. Um, yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen has a Christmas song out this year. I'm waiting for that whole album. I'm waiting for her to do a whole special. That's what we need. That would be awesome. They um, keep giving all these. Uh, they keep giving musicians more specials, and I'm like, give her one. <laughs> yes, please. We need this. Uh, Tiffany just released a, a Christmas single too. <laughs> it's called Angels capitalize that's yeah that's like that's the thing like i like that there are two modes of a christmas album because it's either okay we've got to cash in like i need money like we've got to do something we haven't released an album album in a long time we got it or there are the ones that are like casey musgraves or sia or um even like she and him uh that are like, no, we legitimately love the Christmas album as a form of expression, like as an art form. And so they want to really do it. And like Sia being like, I'm just going to write just original songs. Like I'm not even doing it. Like that's dedication. And that's super cool. And I love that. Um, but I'm also here for the cash in ones as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> Give <Absolutely>. it to me. <laughs> What's your favorite Christmas album of all time? Uh I mean the Charlie, the Vince Guaraldi trio, Charlie Brown soundtrack. Um, but I also I'm just like looking at, I mean Bing Crosby, White Christmas. They're the ones that I own on vinyl because I'm like, uh-huh. oh well, no, Phil Spector's A Christmas Gift for You. Okay, is my favorite. The Motown Christmas album with Darlene Love's Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, which is my favorite Christmas song. Yeah, uh, it's so good until you get to the last track which is a spoken word by phil specter who is a convicted murderer so i don't listen to that one <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's a little uh, dicey yeah he's a bad bad dude but i'm not gonna let the great work that darlene love did go uh punished because he's a scumbag abuser right uh, and then also like loretta lynn's country christmas album from the 60s oh, yeah. is great I mean, give me give me songs about Southern women not putting up with their cheating husband on Christmas. That's what I want. And Dolly want, Parton too. Um, yeah, classic. Yeah, uh, there are some. Yeah, there are some really great ones. And then I also have Christmas in the Stars. It's right there, which is why I'm pointing to it. The Star Wars Christmas album from 1980 or 79. Yeah, that is a full blown train wreck. Uh, <laughs> Because why are they celebrating Christmas in a galaxy far, far away? Uh, Have you heard any of these songs? What do you get a Wookiee for Christmas when he already has a comb? (laughs) Um, I I have heard, uh, I've heard a few pieces from it, but it's been a very, very long time. My favorite is R2DT, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, which features vocals from John Bon Jovi in his first ever 
singing credit because I think he was literally like the janitor at the recording studio and they were like you sing this (laughs) it is great is I love it it's a it's nuts um that I have it on display when my my Star Wars Christmas display (laughs) because that's the life I that's the life I've chosen to live Uh, I did watch the uh, the Star Wars Christmas special last year, and um, it still holds up as being terrible. And, yeah, I. But it's wonderful. <laughs> I it's one of my running jokes because like my Halloween or my Christmas party that I host every year, I always say like because people would come over and we would watch all the specials. This would be the only place my friends would ever see Frosty and Rudolph and the claymation Christmas special with the California raisins and all that. And I would always say in like the invite of like, as usual, Star Wars holiday special is banned from this party. We will not be watching it because it is boring and long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I say like people just need to watch the B. Arthur song and the boba fett cartoon and that is it the rest (laughs) of it is upsetting it's it's pretty it's 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 pretty awful yeah there's so many cooking segments (laughs) there are at least there are two cooking segments in this because it opens with chewbacca's wife mala watching a wookie cooking show but it's just all in wookies and there are no subtitles and that's 10 minutes and then there's the other one where i think it's harvey Corman is playing like a four-armed alien with like a hole in his head Uh uh-huh it's just too much yeah mark hamill recently posted some uh behind uh some some backstage from that i think i don't remember if it was on his instagram or twitter maybe both but but uh some you know ones he found in his archive i guess somewhere of you know roaming around Oh, you know what it was? It was a, uh, it was a, well, he had a couple pictures, but he also had a little short video from um, like going, he was like visiting the dressing rooms. Mm. It's hilarious. If you can find it, check it out. It's, it's worth a watch. Good time. I would, I need an oral history or <laughs> a big like making of book for that special because mm-hmm. it is so, it's legacy is just, yeah. I mean, the fact that, everyone denied its existence until the internet happened. Right. And even well after the internet happened and they still denied its existence. Um, but yeah, that's my only complaint really with the the Lego Star Wars holiday special for, from this year is that they didn't reference it at all. Chewbacca's, um, Chewbacca's family shows up at the end of it uh, and... It's, you know, Lego, Wookiee, wife and son and father, but they don't name them, you know, uh, Mala, Lumpy and Itchy. (laughs) Oh, it's so bad. Um, Oh my God. And I'm like, come on, just give me that. Or like, give me Lego B. Arthur. Like, oh yeah. Because those Lego things are all about making deep cut continuity yeah. irreverent references and i'm like you've named it the lego star wars holiday special you're releasing it they released it on life day they released it on the same day that the original november 18th so come on come on guys. i was i was so mad because <laughs> i was like are we finally going to get a, uh, a reference to this <laughs> wow lame guys lame <laughs> <laughs> That's my life. Um, <laughs> I I have uh, I have so many just uh, great memories and and uh, you know, my I think my favorite album is uh, is the Chipmunks. Christmas. Oh yeah, that also, was my that was my jam as a with kid. Clyde Crash Cup. Yeah, uh, and that was like going to bed every night when I was a kid, they would, my mom would put in the, I guess it was probably the first chipmunks Christmas on cassette. And I would listen to that yeah. uh, every night. And I still uh, love it today. And I've learned that to adult ears, the chipmunks are um, an acquired taste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I am all about it. I am all about, I love David Seville's uh, The Night Before Christmas scat. Yeah, because I can do it and I love it. Let's hear it, Brett. Go <laughs> yeah, for oh it. God, not right now. Jeez. Come on, man. Ooh, that was my, you know, when I was when I had a car back in Tennessee, I could drive around. And I would do that Christmas wrapping. It's just, you know, good, good memories. And now I live in New York and I haven't left my apartment in 
nine months yeah nine months that's fun i mean i've left i've left like five times (laughs) (laughs) and and then i'm uh cackling like a madman and yeah loony gun i'm like sam neil at the end of in the mouth of madness uh Except I just have like Christmas lights all around me, and I've scrawled yeah, the lyrics, ears, yeah, the jingle bells on my on my face. Ugh. it's been a long year, Brett. It's been a long, yeah, long year. <laughs> That's why you know we're we've gone really hard at Christmas. Although this is my our decorations are like the normal. This is like maybe ten percent more than I normally do. It's not. <laughs> it looks uh, great. It look it looks really great. Is that yeah. is that a Christmas Yoda that you have there at the bottom of the shelf? He's kind of hidden by the by your. That's chair. a that's a uh, uh, a green alien. <laughs> oh, it's just oh, it's just, it's a, just a generic alien. alien that my friends when I was in college, they went to the Murfreesboro uh, Christmas parade, and then like I have a um, uh, knee jerky fear to gray aliens to like your your x-files style oh. uh like they really unsettle me oh this is very interesting let's yeah let's, uh, let's get into your childhood well, it's like what, what like a, <laughs> like like um so, like the signs alien science is like the scariest movie i've ever seen oh, for that reason terrifying yeah oh. and um and uh fire in the sky fire in the sky is uh-huh. a nightmare for me yep and so they were at the they're at the parade and then people were handing out these like green big-eyed alien santa clauses and they were like we have to get this for him and so it has um stayed in my various apartments for the past 16 years 15 or 16 years wow okay (laughs) his name is uh marty his yeah marty marty the martian is his name love it (laughs) uh i have my um i'm gonna get my slimer a uh uh, a santa hat (laughs) I'm knocking everything over as I'm trying to grab him here, but um, oh guess, man, how awesome is this Slimer? They had uh, a whole series of these like characters with the with the bowls for Halloween at oh, Ralph's, so... oh, and I was man. like, dude, I gotta have this. And then I posted a picture of it on the Ghostbusters Facebook that I follow because I'm that <laughs> level of nerd. Yeah, and everybody was like, where did you get that? we must have one i've never seen and that he was like like fighting me to like buy it off of me and i'm like well i'll just go buy a couple of them and then like i'll send them to you okay just finders fee yeah i used to have my race stance action figure out uh at my um i have an action figure holiday mixer that goes on on my thing with all my star wars and marvel well, figures but that- the the race dance figures are like it might one? be that one i have the one from like five years ago it's bigger it's like seven or eight inches tall it's like, i think it's like seven just tall so it's not in the right scale of those so i don't i get i get annoyed by that stuff but i think does who has the ghostbusters license now is it does hasbro have it now or is it still mattel um, i don't know well i should get a new there, race dance well figure. a few different there are a few different lines uh like this one this one is the oh i'm gonna get this wrong all the ghostbusters people are gonna come after <laughs> me it's a bad nerd um oh yeah it's mattel this is yeah mattel i yeah they have the main license uh and they've got like three different series going on right now uh and walmart had an exclusive where they re-released all of the classic figures yeah and i actually entered a raffle from uh the buffalo ghostbusters because yeah, I get <laughs> um, and I I won the raffle, so they actually sent me all six figures of the classics, which is you know all four Busters, Slimer, and Stay Puffed. Oh yeah, they uh, Walmart had them. They released them in two waves. Uh, the the same figures in two waves. So some of them had like. Uh, uh, Spanish translation, different language translations on the figures, and some of them didn't. The ones that didn't were the originals. I got all the originals, so I'm very like I, all I had to pay for was shipping. I'm a happy nice. Boy. Yeah, I have the I have the Diamond Select uh, right Ray from a while ago, which is a little bit bigger. I should get the new Ray stance so I can put him back at my party. Very um, good because that's it's important to me. That's my 
it's my tradition every year. And then I also have my, um, I have a Cliff Clavin and Norm Peterson, uh, like the Mego figures that were at Target. Oh, cool. And I bought little Santa hats for them. So they have <laughs> Santa hats on. Nice. <laughs> so that's my, that's my definition of Christmas decorations. That's so cool. <laughs> I got to get more. I got to, I got to spiff this room up. It doesn't look like anything right now. Cause I just, I haven't, I, I haven't had the will, Brett. Yeah, <laughs> just, that was like, it's one of those, you know, I'm, I'm in this room for eight hours a day now. So it's like, yeah, I, I do this every year, but usually it's like, oh, I'm never around. And it's like, well, no, we're around now. So yeah, we're going to, you know, go nuts. Very uh, around. So <laughs> I am, uh, <laughs> I have nothing to do. It's awful. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Except, we're going to watch, this, I promise. We're 200 get- Christmas things, which I am, I think I'm in 70 something now. I got to get to moving. Yeah. That's, uh... Have you seen the Rocco's Modern Life special? Is uh, like from the 90s or is there a new one? No, the no, the old one. Okay. No, I, I definitely have, but I haven't probably since it aired because I loved Rocco when I was a kid. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's super weird, which, you know, is what the show yeah, is. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. Or I remember like the Nicktoons would always do uh, Christmas specials every year mm-hmm. um, or holiday specials because Rugrats would do like Hanukkah ones, which is how I ever learned about Hanukkah was through Rugrats. Me too, um, probably. And, and that was always a big deal because when I was a kid, I would always, every year was made a big deal about taping all of the Christmas specials that would come on. So I would like go through the TV guide and like highlight like these are the ones I want to make sure I get and I would record them. Um, I have no idea where those tapes went. I don't even know if I ever like rewatched them, but it was still like this, I guess, Pokemon style desire of like catching all of the new Christmas specials. And oh, I could I could talk your ear off about that too. That's yeah, that's my husband's. I'm a, I'm jam. a hardcore Pokemon <clears throat> Go player. Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> and I, I I have not caught Laybug. <laughs> I've not caught that yet. Um, but Don't start. No, sir, trust me. It's it's like a can of Pringles. Once you pop, you just can't stop. It's oh, very bad. I, I always loved like when the new specials would air, and that was always such a fun ritual. I guess I I had really good Christmases as a kid, and so it uh I guess that kind of like sealed my deal for life. Like I lucked out in that way. Uh, I, I I escaped childhood unscathed, scathed in plenty of other ways, but not at Christmas. <laughs> That's good. That was always that was always good, uh, and honestly, it might have been because the rest of the year was so awful for me that my mom was always like, "You're getting everything you want. <laughs> you don't have any friends. Everyone makes fun of you at, in elementary school. Oh, no. You're getting everything you want." <laughs> I I gotta uh, make up for it somehow. Yeah, I learned I learned how to I learned how to um, make friends, make friends, and not alienate people <laughs> and stuff. But I, I've, you know, it's given me a uh, foundation of pop culture knowledge that is now a career that I have. So that works. It all works out. I was very Kevin McAllister as a kid. Yeah. Like that, that whole, like, he doesn't know how to do literally anything and everyone does everything for him. My sister was always like, you're such a Kevin. <laughs> like, this is just about you. And that might be also why I love that movie a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hard to relate. Uh, yeah, I uh, I haven't quite turned it into, uh, uh, I, I haven't quite turned my unheralded pop culture knowledge into uh, as much of a career as you have, but I'm, I'm working on it. Get on it, yeah. <laughs> that's why it's, I'm doing this podcast. So. Yeah, that's, that's step one. Um, and then you get to do fun things like, <laughs> wake up at 5 30 every week to watch the new episode of mandalorian and then write about it for seven straight hours hey blessing and a curse but i love it honestly Listen, so. if i'm if i'm gonna wake up at 5 30 in the morning that's a good reason to do it yeah, i would do it the last two episodes which have blown the last three movies out of the water i i, I, I was honestly like if they had just come back and just done i think like 2015 they're like hey we're just gonna do the mandalorian i think we would all have been like wow this is great this is Ooh. awesome yeah, and I'm like, I don't dislike any Star Wars movie. Like, if it's Star Wars, I will even find things I love and the moons I hate. Like, 
except maybe Attack of the Clones. I don't think I can do that. <laughs> but I love Phantom Menace because it actually does circle around to being fun again. It's so bad, like it goes back around. Yep. And, and so like, I'm loving that. I I loved Solo. I thought Solo was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> just get me in a theater and show some space stuff. I am on board. Say that out loud, Brett. Uh, that's all I want. Um, I, I but like Mandalorian, I'm just like I would watch this. I did get to see the first three episodes on a big screen because I got to go to like a special, uh, like a, like a screening event. Mm-hmm. Um, it was after the first two aired on Disney Plus, so we were seeing all them again. But we were seeing episode three early. Uh, it might have been like a Thursday night before it aired on Friday because Disney keeps all that stuff very tight lipped. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not let you know what's going on ever. Um, and it works on the big screen, and I'm like, man, I would love to see. I would do one of those, like, we're just going to play all of season two in a movie theater. I would just go and I would, it'd be great. <laughs> be so Hell yeah. Great. I'm, I'm <laughs> so, ready for that. Absolutely. I, I, I will buy my ticket today. If or, or just going to a movie theater. I'll be nice. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to go cry in the corner, Brett. Don't yeah, make- yeah. That's fine. <laughs> uh. Um. Dude, this is this has been great. This has been a real blast. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, all of your picks with me. I'm, I mean, we could, you know, uh, I I could talk on infinitely about all my favorite Christmas things, and um, uh, I I find a new favorite every year. I'm really curious about this uh, this ridiculous KFC special because you know I'm all about uh, parody and satire and <laughs> ridiculous over the top meta. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be oh, all yeah. things, and I, I can't wait to see it. So that may uh, that may well become a new classic, a new, a new holiday classic every single year. Yeah, God, some KFC sounds real good right now too. Oh, I God. I love fast food, and I have not had enough. <laughs> Me and my husband had Taco Bell uh, two weeks ago because we we had to go out to Long Island to do like Christmas decoration shopping and wore masks the entire time, had hand sanitizer, but we're like. We're gonna go to Taco Bell, <laughs> and I and they have a grilled cheese burrito now. They have a grilled cheese grilled burrito, and and I was just like, they, so many things are happening at the Bell, and I don't even know because oh <laughs> I can't go to my food court. Oh, I'm gonna have and to so, pull the paper. Grilled it's very good. Burrito. Oh my god, that's very good. Uh, Multiple kinds of cheese. Oh god, <laughs> that's all you needed to say, Brett. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me really uh, enjoyed talking to you. And uh, um, I know you're going to stay very busy throughout the holidays. And I, I hope you have a good rest of your year. Yes. And, uh, we're we're going to get through this, man. We're going to, we're going gonna, we're gonna to come out the other side. It's yeah. Gonna, we're we're Next gonna, Christmas. Uh, pending, you know, some movie theaters are still standing. Please, God, please. Uh, we'll hopefully get to go back to them uh, in the next coming months. So at some point at some point yeah um thank you so much for having me on yeah uh take care happy holidays (laughs) yeah (laughs) great bye Remember, you can follow me, as always, across all the places at Devlin Wilder. That's D-E-V-L-I-N-W-I-L-D-E-R. And Faux Real at Faux Real Pod. That's F-A-U-X-R-E-A-L-P-O-D. That's it for this one. See you on the next one.